0: Guy here with a quick message before the latest pod here on Blood Red. 2020's been pretty rubbish, but here on Blood Red, we wanted to say thank you to all of our continued and loyal listeners. Part of that has been the creation of our Blood Red Census, which you can find in the description of this podcast. All we want to know is what you think of our content and also give you the chance to shape how much and what you get to listen to in future. If you can check it out and fill it in, it won't take longer than two minutes to do. You can even manage it between your Christmas dinner and your pudding. It's in the description, as I say, and that's all. Enjoy the pod. Thanks for your support this year. We're all in it with each other and hope you have a Merry Christmas and
1: a Happy New Year. This is the Ali La Rouge podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you the view from the terraces
2: at Liverpool FC. Uh, hello, everybody, and welcome to a co-podcast, the last one of 2020. Thank God, let's get this year and bin I want a full refund on this year. Uh, this is uh, La Rouge, of course. Uh, we are joined by John Nicholson, Peter Newton, and Keith Colvin. I, if this is an Ali La Rouge Sani, I am the mould on the bread. I am. Poetry in motion. <laughs> uh, so we're going to do a, a Poetry in Rouge. Uh, these always go down very well. Thank you once again also, everyone who's downloading this, everyone who's listening, everyone who supports these podcasts. Uh, I always want to take the uh, the opportunity to thank you, because without your support, we'd all be just talking to ourselves in, in bedrooms, um, which is no different for most of us. Um,
3: <laughs> but uh, thank you.
2: Thank you, guys. Keith, John, Pete and Steve. Thank you for joining me on this podcast. Uh, Co-podcast We'll kick off I'm going to ask Mr Hooten a question I'll kick off Cast your minds back To the 17th of October The full-time whistle A 2-2 draw At Goodison Park And we already knew That we'd been Tonked by Villa The week before We knew now That Virgil van Dyke Was going to be out For most of If not the entire season If somebody had Said to you Mr Hooten Patted you on the shoulder And said We'll be four points Clear at Christmas You'd have bit the hand off Wouldn't
0: you Oh yeah Definitely I mean that was You know I mean it, during that period, you know, uh, it was looking pretty grim, wasn't it? And we were trying to look for it. What's the reasons? Is it because of the lack of crowds? Or is it because teams had sussed us out? You know, there was, there was even talk of that, wasn't there? But they were the, um, you know, they, they were the days of uh, the dark days, really. And especially the derby match, I mean, to get two of your best players injured. Uh, and we, we'd only just seen glimpses of Thiago, haven't we? He looked absolutely brilliant and next minute he's getting uh, carried off, you know. So, I mean, yeah, it was it was, it was was dark days. I mean, I think Virgil, uh, we, no one really knew the seriousness, did they? And I think it was because he walked off. Everyone was thinking, oh, I can't be that bad, you know. But I think that's because he didn't want to get on a stretcher. That's the story I've been told. You know, we didn't want that image of him on a stretcher, you know. But uh, it's been a massive blow. But now, now you just see the character. It's the character of this team team have come back from from uh, that period you know they're just absolutely magnificent
2: they are remarkable steam auto aren't you i mean when you think about it we lost five games in 91 matches Stayed there all beating home in three and a half years and we all had them dark thoughts didn't we as peach just said when that full-time whistle went and then of course in the days following that we had joe gomez's collapse uh, on england duty and then suddenly it was it was kind of all hands to the pump They've got that mentality, Steve, haven't they, Liverpool? They've got that monster mentality where they they, uh, they club together, but it's all with hard work as well,
3: isn't it? You talk the two words, I mean, uh, you know, the monster mentality, uh, definitely. You know, they've, they've come together, you know, and, uh, and not, it's not just the first, you know, the first 12, 13 players. We've actually used most of the squad now. You've seen all the young lads coming through, and, you know, they've all done brilliantly. when they've come in, and, you know, a bit apprehensive at first when a few of them coming in, but i tell you what, He'd been absolutely fantastic, you know, case's Jones, you know, we we did the, the two cents and halves, you know. Uh I thought we've been brilliant since, you know, it was a bit of doom and gloom after the say the Everton game, you know, when when we we, we were robbed of, the, of the, the points obviously, but then when the news came out with Van Zyke and then um uh, uh, Tiago when you know you're thinking he's only out for a few weeks but we haven't seen him since you know and so it's gonna be a massive boost for us when he comes back hopefully by the end of this month.
2: Yeah, it absolutely is. It is going to be. Keith, I mean, it's been one of them seasons, hasn't it, mate, where everyone seems to be beating everyone and we we wanted that little bit of consistency to try and push us ahead. And I've spoken to Reds who have, who have done the all-approses we all have at one point. You know, if, if Virgil was still there, we'd be nine, we would be out of sight. I think the important thing is, Keith, we, we, we sort of gathered ourselves, didn't we? Um... When, when it was possible that we could have been a bit inconsistent, but it, it, they're showing a consistency now. The Fulham game, of course, the caught on the hop a little bit, um, but certainly with the Tottenham game uh, and the Crystal Palace game there, we, we, sh- we showed the Championship characteristics, didn't we?
1: Oh, most definitely. I, I just think the biggest thing you can say about the team is that the compliment you can pay the team and, and the management uh, structure is that the players coming in don't look out of step. They're just stepping into the position and doing a job as if they've done it all our lives, whether they're young lads or playing out of position like Fabinho is. But the big, the bigger thing for me is, and you know, it's it's said by a lot of people who probably saying it to grated teeth, like Roy Keane and Gary Neville, they know, because they've been there and won things on a regular basis, they know the mentality, as you say, what we've got, and they see it. They see it in our team right through the first 11 and the fellows coming in. So they they know how how strong we are and how strong we're going to get. So you're right, you know, when we first sort of at the derby game, everyone was a bit down. But I think most Liverpool fans are are realistic enough to know that we were just getting into our stride and it was going to take us a bit of time after such monumental efforts towards the end of last season. And as you say, you know, five defeats and 90-odd games, it's it's unbelievable. So I think it was always going to catch up with us a little bit. But once we got back into our stride again, no one's going to stop us, I don't think.
2: Yeah, there must have been a few John Mustniff, you know, fans, rival fans, and your blue noses and that. Who must have been, as Keith said, rubbing their hands together, thinking, "Get in, you know, this is the Reds' at it. But when you talk about the Fabinho's of the Wales, and you talk about even, you know, the goalkeeper who stepped in and Creev and Kelleher and all these players who have stepped up, and and, and you look at you look at. Um, how important the likes of Jordan Henderson. We'll we'll chat more about Jordan Henderson because uh, matching the day to the night Showed the work the work that kid puts in is unbelievable. But everyone's just sort of been able to adapt the kind of players that Jurgen Jurgen Klopp likes to sign. They're all adaptable, aren't they? And Fabinho at the back to, to, to name but one. Really, he's been extraordinary. Has he jumped? Yeah, he it, it, it really has, Neil. Um, it, it
1: just doesn't look out of place
4: against Solomon the other night. He was dancing down the left wing at one point. Taking fellas on and beating them and what have you. Um, and the other thing you haven't mentioned, by the way, like since that Everson game, um, not only like the more injuries that we've picked up, but VAR hasn't done us any favours. In fact, it seems to be looking for, ex- for reasons to go against us. And to cope with all of that, the extra injuries, and for all the young lads to come in and play the way the have cases, Jones and the young keeper, um, you know. Um, and Nico, Nico Williams has done really well since he came back in. He was allegedly getting a bit of stick and of stick. They've been fantastic.
2: They really have. Yeah, they really have. And, of course, people are talking about, we haven't even mentioned Europe as well. Got through Europe. Midland ended up being a bit of a, they were a bit dirty, left a foot in. Yeah. He seemed to let them get away with it. We lost Diego Jota, who we haven't even yeah. mentioned yet, who's been an absolute, he's had a yeah. world star for Liverpool, hasn't he? So they've yeah. had a lot of games as well, mate, haven't they?
0: Yeah, a lot of games, and it was just great to you know to win the group without having to get a result in the last game. You know, I would have made Salah captain on that game actually. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was lucky enough to go to the um, to the Tottenham game, you know, at Anfield, and you know, a bit of an experience. You know, um, first ballot I was unsuccessful. I Think Keith was successful. Second one Tottenham, and it was just fantastic to see you know, the, the attitude of the players. And when they come onto the pitch and they've seen the cop, and even there's only 1,500 of us in the cop, it was uh, it was brilliant to see because you could see it. It, it lifted them, even when they were doing the training uh, before the kickoff. you know. And the very fact that we mourinho Mourinho is just the icing on the cake, isn't it? You know, he was absolutely... That's what he's done to every team in his career, hasn't he? Scored a last-minute winner. You know, he, and it was one of those situations where... Uh, you know he just he, he couldn't take it could he you know he really couldn't take it and that's why he, he cracked up a bit you know and uh, i don't think it's i think it the fact that the uh, the loss at the weekend i think you know we probably dented their uh, confidence you know well
2: i mean it's funny isn't it cuz he was all smiles when he the special one and then and then he starts that game against us and and, and he was for some reason it was it was suddenly a, a, a kind of a a master plan well, it's the same plan he's had in for years, he's just parks believing bus, don't he? Yeah, it's the yeah. same bus. but um, <laughs> yeah, I mean... well, you know what I love. do you know what I loved about it, Steve? what I loved about it is so many games last season when we won the title, so many games were, were were nip and tuck, weren't they, in Liverpool the last 10 minutes, and even the commentator the night in the Spurs game happened to mention how many goals Liverpool scored to win games in the last yeah, yeah, 10, yeah, five minutes yeah. and up pops. I mean, if anyone on the pitch you want to do that, it's Bobby, isn't it? Because, you know, he's, he's had a bit of a rough time. We all still love him, but he's had a bit of a rough time when it comes to scoring goals. But for him to pop up there, and that it was that mentality again, wasn't it, that made you go, it cast you back to last season where they were just coming up, they were just doing enough and getting over the line in the last couple of minutes and breaking their hearts, Steve.
3: Well, that, that's Liverpool of all, isn't it? You know, we've seen that right through the seven season, 80s, you know, keep going to the end, you know, scoring last minute goals. Man United, they do all. all it was the art with uh you but that you know we've done that for years on end, and it's great that we're still doing it now. You know, on, on the clock, but that means because when you're attacking, you're going to score a goal. You can't, you can't score a goal if you don't attack. Uh, it's taking no topping, really. You know what yeah. I mean? So, but yes, go back to Mourinho. He's been, uh, he's been all over the press for the last few weeks. You know, probably like he's so top of the league, but he's starting to play. It's just, it's just not, it's, it's not football for us, is it? So, so that first half there. We were absolutely magnificent, Liverpool, and yeah. yeah, that one, you know, one attack and, and scored it, you know, near before the half, but half uh, time. But the second half, you know, they come back out here. Uh, they had they had chances, obviously, but I still think we were the, the miles best of team, Liverpool. But a uh, great, for, um, I was absolutely made up with uh, Bobby scored that goal. Obviously not just for the three points, but for himself because you're uh, not seeing you he's gonna get any stick, or nothing but footballers thrive on 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 the way they play, obviously, uh, on, and and. To see, see him come back and how much it meant to him and then scoring again, you know, the weekend. and uh, I think, you know, he's back on form again. So, yeah. it'll, it'll only be better for the Manor team in, in the
4: coming weeks.
2: Yeah, absolutely. John?
4: Yeah, you know, I think Mourinho fancied it, you know. I think he was really inside, really confident because they've done Man City I and mean, they've done Arsenal. Um, I think he was looking out saying they played a load of games, they got injuries all over the place. And... Um, you know, not not down like with Son and Kane. They got two of the best fellas in in the league on the break and what have you on the counter. attack and I think that he really fancied that they'd beat us that night. You know, and I think he was so disappointed at the end that the old bit of nastiness in them comes out.
2: It's was well, yeah. never far away, is it? If he doesn't get his own
4: way, that the, the dummy yeah. gets spat right out the pram, doesn't <laughs> it? <laughs>
2: Uh, Keith, I was I was just going to make a point about when we're talking about all hands to the pump and and and, and plays for Liverpool. I, I can hold my hand up as a lot of Reds probably. Well, I always remember somebody saying to me, "I always loved Lucas Lever," and I remember saying, "You're the liar," because no one did at one point. And yet, he turned everyone's opinion. Same things are happening now, aren't they? It's total denial about anyone ever giving Jordan Henderson any stick, and yet there's a kid, <laughs> there's a kid who week after week after week got it in the neck. Didn't he? Now I'll be honest with you. You know, it wasn't only last year, I have a think I was saying on these podcasts, give the, give the captaincy to Virgil van Dijk because Jordan Henderson doesn't have what it takes to be a leader on the pitch. Now, I'm the first to put my hand up and say, but with a caveat of saying that the kid has improved immensely. I mean, talk about how a kid can turn his game around because I think we were all justified in the in the early days of thinking he maybe wasn't the fit Well Keith boy Oh, boy, has he become a player for us, mate?
1: Well, he's he's become not irreplaceable because I don't suppose anyone's irreplaceable in some, in some respect. But by by his qualities that he brings to the pitch, not his footballing ability, the actual driving of the team on, it, it's second and none now. You know, he's you notice when he's not on the pitch, obviously because the, you know the team's uh, drive does drop a little bit. But when he's on the pitch, you know, especially now with no crowd, all you can hear is him screaming at people to get on and do this and and, and encouraging, but also. Given a bit of a telling off as and when he needs to. And, and he's not afraid to say it to anybody, um, you know, young or old. So in that respect, you know, he's the perfect captain, but he leads by example now. He, he gets onto the pitch and as you quite likely say, he's become a, a fantastic footballer as well as just being on the pitch as, as a captain. So he's improved immensely, you know, but I think, I think the turning point for Henderson and for the team, obviously, was to win the European Cup. Because it proved that we can do it. It proved he can take the team to win a major trophy for the club. You know, such a big massive club and he had big shoes to fill under, you know after Gerard left. Um so it's all these accumulating into a point where it probably would gotten on top of him a little bit, he probably doubted himself in some respects over the years. But he's come right through it and he you know, he's as I say, no one's in a place but he's getting like that now as as a player for us. You know, he's fantastic.
2: He's incredible. And Peter, how much of that do you think is down to the skill of Jurgen Klopp as a, as a man manager, and a, and a, and how much is he being inspired? Because throughout all the times that Henderson was getting a bit of stick, I never ever seem to recall a time when Jurgen Klopp wasn't anything but supportive of him. And do you think that's his his genius as a coach is to is to see the potential in players and bring it out of them?
0: Yeah, I think you know, it's undoubtedly that, it's undoubtedly that. But I think uh, for most fans, I think the biggest thing was that he wasn't Steven Gerrard. It's as simple as that. And that's what he was getting compared to. Uh, and that's, that's the problem, you know. And I, I remember after um, a match or a meeting that we had years ago, I went around, about 10 people said, Would you sell him? And most, of, most people said, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think there was always something in Henderson's game which you think that uh, Clock could bring out. And it's the same with Ginny Wijnaldum. A lot of people were doubting him. What does he do? What does he do? Now everyone knows what he's doing yeah. But if you look at him on the pitch and what he does, almost the perfect Liverpool player, Wijnaldum for me. Like Ronnie Whelan used to be, like Sammy Lee used to be, the player who plays for the team. He does everything yeah. for the team, you know. He's the one
2: who gets the oil. He's the one who gets the oil on his hands, isn't he? He's the one. They're the kind of players aren't he, John? Where? You don't like Pete just said. You don't miss. You don't realise what Gini Ronaldo did. You never realise what Didier Mann did, and you don't realise what H- Henderson did until they're not I, on the night, and then you realise.
4: Yeah, Gini Winalden. Like, used to used to think he was like the silent man really because you didn't notice him. Yeah. You know, but like this season, he's been absolutely fantastic. Yeah, you know, like, that, well, and well. I think he's played almost every every minute as well.
3: Yeah, he just not
4: the stats like, but I think he may have played more than anyone. I don't know. He
3: doesn't get much time off, does he, Steve? No, I remember when we got him and seeing all the tweets from it Newcastle fans saying they were glad to get rid of him because he, he was so bad up there. Mm. But I come back to what we said here: it's the management of of Klopp. You know, you yeah. have he, seen it, you seen it right like through. You know what he's done, for Ederson, what he's done with, with what, what he's done with them all. You know, he's got the confidence and uh, he's got the aura about him, by himself where the players will take notes of it and 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 do you listen. You know, it's. I, for all, for all the superstars that they are I think you know I think that dressing room would be, it'd be absolutely brilliant to, to work in you know not just for the management side but for the players side as well
2: Yeah that's a good point that Keith it there seems to be such a camaraderie between yeah, the players
1: yeah. I, I think if you look you look at any game you know you've seen a game at the weekends. you know which other team would have a centre forward running back to cover in the corner for a full back or whatever when they're winning probably 4 or 5 no, which other team would, would have players doing that and they're not doing it because they're getting balled at by the the, the actual manager on the pitch you know that's the way he play that's how they train that's what he wants of them it's instilled in them it's just a natural thing for them to do but there's very few players in world football who would do that considering you know the stature that you've got they're actually your salaries your me you your Manes. they wouldn't do that in another team and that's all been coming from the manager and his management team that's behind him
2: yeah, the work rate, Peter, is 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 remarkable, isn't it? And you know, you can talk about the the skill of Mane and the skill of of, of, of Salah uh, and the skill of Firmino, but it's not just that, is it? Like Keith just said, you've got Salah running back uh, to 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 help a full-back out. You've got Mane doing it as well. They work harder and are fitter than any other team in that league, and it shows.
0: Yeah. I mean, I know there was a we used to be called it, didn't he? The Red Machine. You know, and I used to get a bit upset by that description because it was almost like saying we weren't flamboyant. I'm talking about the 70s and 80s team, really, mm-hmm. you know, but I think it's the perfect uh, description now uh, because I think that's what it is. Everyone knows what the uh, what roles and responsibilities are. And it's, uh, someone made the point about Curtis Jones. The great thing about Curtis Jones is nobody's noticing that he's, he's playing yeah. in armoured field. Now, mm. just imagine it, how old is he? Is he 19? 19. 19. Just imagine, you know, how good he's going to be because, you know, there's always been a spotlight on players being given a chance in midfield, whether it was, you know, when, when Gerrard first got his chance, when Spearing got his chance, when, was it Rob, um, Robert Robinson, maybe, was it a few years ago? Um, you know, the midfield player ended up at Rangers.
1: No, that was, um, what was his name? Oh, I know. Yeah, I know what you mean. But yeah,
0: he's playing for Barrow now or someone. But you know, we um, always look at these players and think, are they going to have they got the ability to make it? Yeah. And like, you don't even think that about Curtis Jones because you know he has him. He's there and he's he functions like a perfect. You know, we're talking about Jimmy and He's doing everything for the team, but he's also he's also got the confidence to run at the Tottenham defense as if he's Maradona. You know, and he has yeah. got that ability. He has got that skill in his uh, in his locker. You know, so it's it's absolutely it's absolutely fantastic the fact that these youngsters can step up. You know, and they've been able to uh, been able to come into the team. And really, we haven't you know dare to say it. You know, since Van Dyke's gone, we had Fabinho playing with a number of people, but Fabinho is being absolutely world class, has not
2: yeah. it's been remarkable let me just let me just because we've moved on to that now because we've moved on to the the left the center back situation we've we've all seen footage lately presumably of van dyke he's in training weight training he's looking really good um he's making great improvements at the moment we've got Matip and we've got um uh fabinho in the center back positions we have uh, also got covered as well we've got the january window coming up now i want to ask you all here uh, what your opinions are on this It wouldn't surprise me if Liverpool don't buy anyone as a centre-back in January because they have that philosophy of let's keep what we've got and let's nurture what we've got and if it ain't broke, don't try to fix it. John, first of all, with you, do you think it's essential that Liverpool sign a centre-back and not just a centre-back, a hitting-the-grounds bona fide centre-back to push on to win this league again? Or do you think they're all right as they are? Um
4: I think, and all this sounds sort of easy to say, but I'll be quite happy, happy with whatever Klopp decides. You know, there's one thing that he, that he he values and he has, without doubt, is a good dressing room. And he's not going to upset that dressing room. And if he can't find the right player, not just in a positional sense, but the right player for his squad, and he's going to do what he wants him to do and do it for the squad and do it for the team, he isn't going to sign anyone. So... The way that I see it, like, I, I agree, actually, Neil. I don't think we will sign anyone. But if that's what Klopp thinks, I, I,
2: I'll be happy with that. Well, Steve, then I'll put it, put it to you then. I mean, like John just said, we all do that. We all have faith in Klopp. We've trust. Um, but also, you could also argue that Klopp probably, not in a million years, would imagine that he'd have lost Gomez, Van Dijk, and be in the situation of sort of patching up his centre-back players. So, with what John's just said, I mean, they're, they're talking about players every week, aren't they, getting listed there? Uh, Makano, uh, Botman, Sven Botman, these these young players. There's a kid who played against us uh, uh, for Ajax, who was sensational, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, yeah. And did very, very well against Mane as well. Um, uh, Akanji as well from Dortmund. What do you think, Steve? Do you, do you think we
3: should worry, worry about it? or, or There's well, a lot right now, isn't there? Well, there the, the could be a title or the Champions League, you know, European court riding on it. Um, yeah, there's one. What if we don't? And I get, I get what John's saying, and, and we don't agree with McClough because we all trust him as, as our manager. And, he, you know, he hasn't done nothing wrong up to now, has he? So, but for me, what if Fabinho gets injured? Yeah. What, Which he Matthew, has been once before as well. Yeah, yeah, but massive. you Matthew, know, we're lucky. You know, he, he had a little good run of games together recently, but then he was out for a, for a game. Yeah. He's come back again. But, so case, we know we know he's injury prone, and then we've only got the two youngsters. Then, which you haven't done nothing wrong, by the way. But we've got the most of us, you know we've got to go through this winter now. Could be a winter of discontent in in our defence. So that, for me, <clears> uh, it's a tough one, really. I, I I would say yeah, but then you you got to go and get a top top player. Yeah? You're talking top money again, fifty at least, aren't you? Fifty million quid. Yeah. With this, with it, with the pandemic going on and everything. With the owners feel right to say, well, we're going to spend another lot of money like that. So the question marks there. Um Me personally, my for me, so we can we can do we can improve the team. I hope he does. But because as I just said there, my worry would be if a senior player at the back gets injured, I e you know massive and forbid, or two of them even. Do you know what I mean? Then we've got to rejig again, bring Edison back or whoever it is you play played that role again, but it's a tough ask then for the rest of the season. By the way, it's not just us, you know, they'll, they'll all have, to, all, all the managers will be thinking this anyway through what's going on, you know, um, you know, for, for their own positions, obviously, in their own clubs, but for me, I hope he does, but and I, I, I half agree with John, so it's a 50-50, i on the fence for that one.
2: <laughs> I, I, before we go to Keith, I'll
3: just chuck my two pennant I, I I really hope they
2: do, because, and it's not only for me for saying you know, Gomez is out and let's get, I, I, I'd rather see a really strong left back alongside when Virgil van Dijk comes in and then Gomez and the others fighting for positions because that's the strength and depth you need. The worry, I mean, it sounds terrible to say this, but I, I put this in my last podcast. Um, because of this lockdown, because of this nightmare pandemic, this season has, has in many ways, become more important than the season we won for the first time in 30 years. And I'll tell you why, because at the end of May, if we if we haven't won this league, we'll be in this ridiculous position as football fans, of Liverpool fans, of of watching another team lift the Premiership when we never saw ours lifted properly. It's a, such a weird,
4: yeah.
2: you know, potentially terrible situation for us to be in, and, and and it makes this season, Keith, really really important that we that we push forward and. Uh, and, and and maybe getting the left back and I know what Steve just said, it's going to be difficult there's going to be zip pound signs thrown at you Euros getting thrown at you, like phone numbers but it feels to me like it's an important step Keith
1: Yeah and I think you know there's some sort of uh, underlying messages when Klopp talks about the actual celebration because he, he, he mentions it a lot Klopp doesn't he, that we haven't been able to do it and I think he's sort of of the same opinion Neil about where we want to do it again obviously so we can do it properly but I think with the with the centre half situation, I hope they do buy a centre half. Now, who do they go for? Obviously, you trust them to do the right thing. And I think this for me, a couple of factors in respect of although Van Dyke's coming back and he's saying, and I don't think he'll play again this season. I don't, I don't think he can, you know, he's had such a bad injury that he's had. I think it'd be not a foolish thing because they know better than obviously me, than Oliver, you know, the, the medical staff. But most players don't come back straight away from that. So you've got to factor that in. And also, I think that. You know, as as we've said before, matt has been great for us. But I don't know what length of his contract left. You know, he's injury prone, Matip anyway. Would you want to replace him anyway at the end of next at the end of this season? So you'd have to get somebody, in, possibly, to bed in to sort of take his place even if Gomez and Van Dyke do come back. Um, so there's a lot of factors to factor in. But the question I would I would like it to buy a centre half. If only the young lads have done brilliant, But you, as Mono said. You wouldn't want to not say not rely on them because they've done well, but you'd hate to think that the pressure becomes too much for them and it crucifies them and, and does them so much damage as a player that they're never the same again because of the pressure they're under. So I'd like to, to buy a sense that ask just to do take a bit of pressure off the younger lads as well, if nothing else.
2: Yeah, because Pete, we've got you know, we've got Reese Williams has done great. Uh... Certainly, European-wise, because because of that cover, we needed. Now Phillips did really well, but he, he doesn't. Clubs does something about it where really. he hasn't chucked him really back in. He maybe finds them a little bit too stiff or whatever. I don't know, but I just feel to me like with what's gone on, with the one thing we don't know about the we know about the season is we don't know what's going to happen next in this season, Pete. So, no. <clears>
0: what, where do you stand on on the left back yeah, situation? Yeah, I think obviously we got to trust Klopp's judgment. Uh, But I think to rely upon Matip and and Fabinho as as your first two, one of them gets injured, you are struggling, aren't you? So I think they probably will look for somebody, maybe someone at the end of the career, you know, who can maybe offer something, you know, someone with a bit of experience, so they're not going to, you know, not your cooler values will cost like 60, 70 million or whatever, even though I'd love to see him here, you know, because he'd be perfect. But I think they'll probably go for somebody, as backup, really, uh, because I don't, I don't think anyone's in any doubt. Fabinho can carry on playing there as long as Mata stays fit. You know, that's a that's a good pairing, isn't it? It's a very good pairing. Yeah. You know, uh, and I remember yeah. the name of the youngster? Was thinking of uh, Jordan Rossiter. I was yes. thinking so. Yeah. You know, Leonard, when everyone was saying he was going to be the next big thing and all that. You know? Yeah,
2: Leonard, Leonard, son, Leonard. <laughs>
0: It <laughs> is My interesting. Though it he's playing for. Uh, he's, he's interesting enough. He's not playing for Morgan, I think, I said. It's Fleetwood he's playing for. That's who he's playing for. Oh, right. So that's in, in a few years. But I don't see the likes of Nico uh, Williams and Curtis Jones going like that. You know, I don't. They've, they've got too much quality you
4: know. in. Rouge on the Blood Red Channel.
2: Well, it is interesting because, I mean, you can you can name. You know, uh, more recently, you know, you've got your uh your Harry Wilson and you've got your um your Ben Woodburns haven't you? Who you'd have thought, you know, we're gonna make that next step. But there's obviously something about them without disrespecting them are great players, yeah. but there's obviously something about them that Klopp thinks they're not gonna mm-hmm. do it. And yet when you get the Trent Alexanders and the Curtis Joneses of the world at nineteen and they're straight in the side, he knows, doesn't he? He knows the difference, doesn't he? He's- I think I think
1: he sees he sees them in training every day. I, I said this to someone on my mates the other day, that I'd love to see a proper Liverpool training session because you must be like the games they play because the young players coming in don't look out of step, do they? They just come into the team as if they've been there forever. And then players you just mentioned probably don't do it in training often enough and that's why they probably get moved on events because you haven't got the mentality to do it in training when they're coming up. No, imagine them young center arms having to play against Salah, Mane, Firmino, Giotta on a proper basis in training. You know, they sink or swim, don't they? So if they come out to the side, being good players, they're going to get in the team. That's anyone, the way I think.
0: Has anyone seen that um, documentary, End of the Storm? I haven't, haven't seen it yet, seen no. It, no, no, but the, there's a lot of training sessions in that where you see the players playing one-touch football.
1: Yeah.
0: You're in a circle. So there's one man in the middle and they're passing it around and it's absolutely brilliant, you know. They've
1: that's just, the high pressure.
0: Press, yeah, it's press, absolutely it's brilliant press, you know, on the actual... You know, um, one such football, it's, it's it's superb, and you know you can see it close up on that. It's it's a, it's a good documentary as well, if anyone.
2: I'm gonna get that. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. might I might find that in me stocking Christmas Day. I bet it. You never know. You never know. <laughs> Steve, just who'd be who'd be a manager mate? I mean, when you had to see his uh, against Palace Day when he brought manny if money, wanted a chin him didn't he?
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, week, the week before it was Sally, and yeah. then lo, 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 lo and behold, there's a there's a there's a there's an interview going out, uh, you know, with, with Salah, you know, allegedly, not allegedly, um, talking about the Spanish teams. Yeah, but listen, this is past and parcel of Liverpool now, isn't it? You know, we we had it all with, with Coutinho, you know, with Suarez yeah. and, you know, we've had the with uh, the locals back on years ago with Michael Owen. So you think it's progress, but... As as some as most of them that's gone over, the grass is not greener. But you know, we and we've got it with when Alden, which is, you know, I really hope I, I we can keep, you know, keep all of them, you know, that obviously. But for me, I've said it before, you know, when they, when they're going to work, they shut the door to so the misses and then, you know, it's seamen in Liverpool or whatever, then where they are in Spain, they open the, the bifolds then the, the jumping in the pool. That, that's the family. That's it's the family way, isn't it? You know, and Unfortunately, i don't think it's a, it's I don't think it's even about money anymore. It's, it's probably a lifestyle thing because the multi millionaires, these people now, so but what quality thing, do your life do,
0: do you get? Don't you think it was significant that um, Salah after all that at the weekend had a photograph on his social media of him smiling, looking dead happy? That yeah. was just I mean that was that says it all really, isn't it? It's all speculation, isn't it? It's, it's speculation, Egyptian, but you know
3: yeah. but I, I think it maybe you know, after the way we have we, come, you know, the the, the two he, he scored, you know, a couple of goals the weekend, and, and yeah. everything was good, wasn't it? You know, and then uh, this, this comes out, but then you're thinking, is it just the press sign winding us up again? And, you know, world uh, class players are always going to be linked
0: with Of
3: course, players. yeah, yeah. So it's, you know, where, where did they go? You know, obviously, the, the club would be planning for the future as well. So you know, yeah, we'll have I'm a, we'll have see a see like it. for like coming in, hopefully. Yeah, John. <laughs>
4: I wouldn't take too much notice of it, to be honest. You know? Yeah. Um, the more notice you take of these things, the more press, the press will try to wind it up. Yeah. You know, it's a bit like Mourinho with Klopp. The best thing that Klopp did was totally ignore them and they yeah. didn't comment on the next press because that's what Mourinho wants, suck them into a bit of a... And also, uh, you also know, what you've got to remember... Tomorrow, like, also like also
2: what you've got to remember as well, lads, is these agents, the football agents, are ruthless for it. They'll just throw something in the water, Let you throw a bit of chum in the water, let the sharks float around. They they, they release yeah. half of these things, you know what I mean? It's all about their... It's all about their cutting it
3: yeah,
1: but, the also, but don't forget, remember, was it last year or the year before at Burnley? Where Mane got taken off it cause you, and Salah wouldn't pass him. And There was yeah. a big boo hard over that, wasn't he, you know what I mean? They don't yeah. get on and all this. Manny threw, you know, threw his toys so out the pram. And, and Klopp just laughs it all off and yeah, yeah. that's all klopp does as you say he doesn't get involved the only time he's got involved lately is over the obviously this player thing that's gone on and, and he's within his rights to say that it's the welfare of the players but invariably klopp doesn't really get involved with anyone he, he laughed he left at me you know that's the best thing to do because that's yeah, all you yeah. have to do with him so i think i'd be more worried and a lot more worried if klopp was commenting on it all the time and he doesn't so to me mm. I, I wouldn't worry too much but you know yes. as, as neil exactly. says these 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 agents will try and, Maneuver or get an angle anyway if he can if they're allowed to. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, yeah it's precise. such a dust though. Is it? No, last week we you know we had a uh, Pogba. We Man United. Nice, yeah, yeah. Same yeah. for him. Yeah, exactly the same. And that was Salah this week. You know, yeah, but yeah. we'll we'll get it again next week when you know one of them gets dragged off. You know, to get a good bit of rest and then they got a cob on again. But that's the mentality of Salah and Manny. They just want to play and score goals, yeah. don't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You Do want, you think it? Sorry, Craig.
0: You want to see them angry for being? Of course, of, course yeah, yeah. of course you do.
1: Of course you do. not coming up smiling, do you?
2: <laughs> no, oh. I, absolutely. We were talking about Wijnaldum there, Stevie, you were talking about Wijnaldum, and hopefully he, he will stick around. There's talk of a 15 million euro move to Inter Milan now on the table. Do you do, do you think Wijnaldum's looked at the the Liverpool midfield situation and thought I might as well get a payday out of this? Because Thiago, you would imagine, is going to come into that side and not really going to move much, is he? Because he's a world class player. He's only going to improve the side. Is that something that you think weighs on these players' minds? And they look and they say, "Well, there's fair." I mean, they're talking about Renato Sanchez now, another midfield player. We it's left backs we want. We don't want another
3: midfield player. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, can,
1: you
0: into
3: that. a left back. Yeah, that's yeah, what Bela, he to say. Can, I can, Yeah, you can see that. But um who's one of our best players in midfield now? Just, no, yeah, you no, know, it's Wijnaldum. So yeah. he, he's he's top he's top class. You know, every every top team in Europe would want him. Yeah, well, that's you know. So, see, think about Thiago. But then, listen, look at the injuries again, you know, he could be out. We don't know how long. You know, they say the end of the month, but he's been out for a few months now and then. We don't know what's around that corner, do we? uh, For any footballer, for any training session. So I I don't think I don't think that 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 would be uh, in in his thoughts. That I think for me it'll be a. it be a lifestyle And obviously, this is his last big payday, obviously, because of his age isn't that. It? But it'll be, be a
1: lifestyle move for him, I think. But I, but I also think that because of the success they've had with, with Liverpool over the last couple of years, you know, I've never, obviously never been in that position. And any player will tell you you've done that, that they want more of it because of the, you know, the, the rush of, of the, the adrenaline rush and everything else that comes with it. So why, why would you want to leave a club like Liverpool, who are on the cusp of, of doing great things again? And go somewhere where you're just gonna be an also round player in an also round team. You know, and also I think as Neil says, sorry Pete, you know, the, the paydays, yeah, all pay right. If, if an Alden knows the contact <laughs> down, he, he's basically signing, you know, as a free agent and Liverpool will pay him accordingly. So you'll get you'll get paid well. So for me, as a footballer, if I was at Liverpool, I wouldn't dream of going anywhere else. It's been proven over the last couple of years. As as Mono said before, the grass isn't green on the other side. It's, with these well, so called superstars who have gone, you know what I mean? I think Coutinho can testify to that, Peter
0: Yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah, I think, yeah. you know, if you look at, um, you know, we're uh, top of the league, um few points clear, It's it looks like it's a situation where more and more of these stories will come into the press, I think. If we go if we go nine points clear, there'll be more and more stories to try and unsettle Liverpool. Uh, you just look at people like um, Keith Mullen who's the farm's guitarist, isn't there? A few months ago, after after Everton got beat four times in a run, he said, I'm falling out of love of football. <laughs>
4: then, uh, after
0: the starting these match, it was a fantastic win, can't wait for the next yeah, game. Yeah. You know, it, It's all dependent on results, isn't it? I think it Liverpool carry on winning, carry on being top of the table. You will get these stories in the press and it, 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 it's designed to unsettle the year. Yeah, book really. I think.
3: Yeah.
2: But John, like the lads have just said, Keith and Steve have just said, and Peter as well. The beauty of the manager we've got is he's unfathomable when it comes to that, isn't it? He? he just it rolls off his back. How many how many times have you heard Klopp comments on, on the Bernardo situation? He doesn't. He just says move on. I'm not interested. and he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't take the bait, does he? And it's a great bonus to have as a manager. That's right. He doesn't take the bait, but but also I think with the players that when he's working
4: with them. I think he genuinely would say to them, look, if you really, really think that you need to, to move on, we'll support you. You know, you, you go. like it. You know, he stays on good terms with them. You know, that I don't think any player would ever leave with any animosity or whatever. So, again, that's why I'm fairly relaxed about them. If he really feels that he needs to go because he wants to just have one last career move and have a bit of sun on his back, whatever, well, then... You know, let him go. It's not as if he's leaving us, and he wants to go to Arsenal or something. Go,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah.
4: United, yeah. like you know, the same environment. Mm. If you know what I mean, you know. Yeah. So, but yeah, Klopp, Klopp handles it really well. and, yeah, and I know that Ronaldo will, will stay himself.
2: Yeah, well, I'm as well. I mean, I think we all are. he's such a such an important player to the team, and yep. Just before we sign off, we'll just talk about the next. I always do the next six games. Um, with varying kick-off times Because don't for some reason we can't kick off At <laughs> a normal time Back to back Can we The next six games Of course The 27th Mono you'll be there Won't you kid
3: Yeah I was fortunate To get a ticket and In the ballot it th- would uh, be the first game Back since March uh, And I can't wait And it's his birthday <laughs> Yeah And it's his birthday as well Yeah Three
2: points Three points is only one. That's a 4.30 kick-off For some bizarre reason
3: Yeah <laughs> So that'll be good So we will be booting at yes for, for one o'clock So We'll have a substantial
1: and gonna be pissed game. by the by The, time the game kicks off. I, I
2: think so. I'll be I'll be going down there myself I think, so I'll see you there. We've got there on the twenty seventh. Yeah. I mean the games are, are ticking fast, aren't they?
1: Are you so, going so, Neil? Are you in?
2: I'm not in, mate. No, I'm gonna yeah. go to church. I'm gonna go to church and Neil before you'll be for yeah. the
0: opening. No. No. John, you you were in successful, were you? So you've missed out on the got all the three
4: ballots. All okay,
0: 3 So I'm you'll have is it Man United if we're still in tier
4: two, isn't it? Yeah, I guess we'll be in tier three then, so I'm going to be one of the unlucky
2: ones. All oh, right. That doesn't get to any of them. Well, it's West Brom, the 27th, and then we've got Newcastle <laughs> away on the 30th, eight o'clock kick Then we've got Southampton away, a couple of away games. Then we've got Villa, and then the 17th of January, we've got the home game against Man United, and if it looks like things are, and they're apparently our title threat, aren't they now? <laughs> Ollie's at the wheel <laughs> and all that. Um, <laughs> I mean that'd be a great game to make a statement on, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I think and I think you, you look at Liverpool now in the games here they've sorted of, the game at the weekend, the game against Sutton, the game against uh, Leicester, Arsenal at home. When when the big teams, so called bigger teams come in to, to, to play, Liverpool will step it up again and they'll just Liverpool will dominate Man United. I can't see it any other way.
3: Steve just yeah, you know the uh, old, the old. one, one game at a time. You know we've got the dynamic duo coming on this week, haven't We the two Sammys, <laughs> so <laughs> so we got to put up with um, a, a brick wall of think uh, on on the twenty seventh. Two Sammys,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Somebody once said to me, "What would you rather? What would you rather do? Win a million pounds on a pools or have Sam Sam Allard-Z's head filled with pound coins?" <laughs> <laughs> it's a close call, are not it? it, Only, about well it. <laughs> Only about thirty pence. off the million, isn't it? Yeah, we have We've got, we, we have, of course, got the two Sams covered as well. So we're so we're <laughs> onwards and upwards. I mean, I think you know what I always like to because there's obviously there's loads of people who download this Reds that are walking the dogs across the fields or whatever they're doing, and <laughs> it's always it's always good to remind them isn't it about just how much of an incredible time it is to be a Red? Steve Morrow Peter, all you lads from Ali LaRouge, you've been following this team for a long, long time. You've been following this club for a long, long time. I'll just ask you before we sign off. Yeah,
0: steady
2: on me. You know what I mean? That's all mean for when they were taking Domingo and all that. I'll start with Pete, swing my way around. Where does this team sit with you, Peter, as 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 the Liverpool side? Where, where are they for you? Yeah,
0: they're right up there. They're right up there. I think... Uh, if you look to probably the late 70s team, probably one of the best teams I've seen, and they're right up there. You know, the ready factor beating, breaking all records, and they? Beating Crystal Palace, you know, 7 0 away from oh, I was at the one where we beat them at home 9 0. But, you know, we're beating, them away, beating them away from home 7 0. That's broke the club record. Salah's breaking all sorts of records. I think they're right up there. You know, if they continue to win trophies, you know, they'll be, I think, uh, You'd be able to compare them with with that late seventies team. You
2: know? Yeah, the trophies are the thing, Keith It's winning trophies, winning titles, always make it the man, make it the club. But they are up there.
1: Aren't they? Oh, well, no, you know, you know the style of football they're playing. You know, is you know is second to none at the moment. You know, they're on par with the, the John Barnes bands and you know the older, uh, whatever team. You know, the the late seventies, early eighties team. You no, know, as just Pete said before, like classes of machine, but they still play some great football. But this team now are playing you know, football, which is you know, unseen, really, by a lot of people. You know, a lot of the younger fans of Liverpool have not seen nothing like it. You know, They've had to put up with Crane like, Souness and the, the teams that he put on the pitch and that type of team, which were you know, not pathetic, but he's ran up to it, really. So But I think, I think they win the league this year. I do, I, I really do. And I think if they win the league back-to-back, they would quite likely be held up as one of the best teams that Liverpool have ever had. Yeah,
2: and Steve, they, they've brought back, one of the things for me that I find brilliant, they've brought back that, that fortress-anfields, haven't they, that we'd lost for a while. Clubs, we went through that sort of decades where clubs had come here fancying it, but, but you know, three and a half years unbeaten it up, they've brought back that feeling of dependency Uh, Klopp has, hasn't he? He's brought back that feeling of of persistence with the club, and, uh, and you always feel like something's going to come
3: for us. You know, obviously, th- over the years, we- we've had great times around field when we've got on great runs, you know, you know, getting beat, but then we've seen the bad signs as well, you know, what Keith just said, said about there and you know, at a time. But well, for me, you know, this team, I was asked this last year, you know, uh, the way we were playing, you know, the last few years, the way we were playing, is this the best team I've ever seen? But I said no, because you go back, to, it's all about trophies, which there is, isn't it, you know, and, you know, he he's got to the UEFA Cup final, a couple of European Cup finals, won the league. You know, so if he has another trophy like that, or, or another uh, league trophy, or or a European Cup, it's right up there for me. You know, uh, as the piece you said before, the '70s. You know, they, they, for me, yeah, the '70s area was the greatest football I've seen. I think. Uh, then we had the AC. We kept we carried on winning the ACs as well, obviously European Cups. You know, and um, titles, but. But the way Klopp's got us playing here now, it's it's a it's a different game, I think, isn't it? You know, the way we attack, you know, it's the defense. It's it's just the whole team attacks you, and it it's right up there for me. Yeah, it's remarkable,
2: John, isn't it? When you think about. I've said this on a couple of occasions, but I always like to 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 reiterate it because I think it's fantastic in the fact that City, you know, it was it was everyone go home because Man City are going to take the league for the next ten years, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It. Yeah. It's yeah, spent half a gazillion yeah. quid. There you go. We've got 15 players for every position. Run on the pitch and destroy everyone. And Liverpool just well, snapped their spine, didn't they? I mean, let's face it. They yeah. are. Yeah. They're bang average at best now, aren't they? Yeah, you know, you know Neil, that,
4: that that's it. Like, can you think about it? To lose a European Cup final in Kiev and to come back the next season and win that European Cup, at the same time as finishing by, you know, and that oh, yeah. like second yeah. with the number of points they got and the football they played against, as you just mentioned, you know, the billionaires of City who can buy three back City they want for 50 million, it doesn't matter, one of them will work. You know, they'd take that gamble, which which Klopp would never do do we haven't got the money to do, it, but club would never do it anyway. And then come back and win the league um this season. And and with all the circumstances that we've had with, with that. I mean you mentioned before about all the kick-off times and what have you, the late seventies team, late eighties team didn't have as much of all all of that hassle. You know, and then COVID nineteen and everything I think, you know, this this seems absolutely fantastic. But I have to say I think an awful, awful lot of it comes down to the to the to the manager. Oh yeah, oh, it's yeah, yeah. everyone and you know, extraordinary man. We... Extraordinary man. Yeah. yeah, absolutely brilliant. I think it's come full circle,
2: hasn't it, without being too sort of romantic about it and melodramatic? But if ever there was a circle and you could see it, it would be Shankly and it would be right back around. And he's as close to, to doing what that man did, isn't he? When you hear the, yeah. the things that Shankly used to say and all about the fans and re- and reintroducing the team to the fans, and he's and he's been a sort of a, a facsimile of of Shankley staying and and the results are
3: coming for us now and, it, and it's it's all it's all working out how it should be yeah you know you know we, we've i think all oh, this podcast has been about club hasn't it you know we, we, we're all you know eulogizing no over how what he has what he's done for this club and hopefully what he's going to do in the future you know it's we, we go on again it's, it's it's his man management you know that he he's affectionate with the fans you know, and we both get it we, you know we, we've always loved our managers here and we you know through obviously all, all because of Shankly, the way we had the the affection for him. And for everyone that's come in, you know, we, we except for one.
4: We played against <laughs> him last week. Like, <laughs>
3: <laughs> he has score seven though. Us, he, he seven, though. <laughs> but uh, like, so, no, uh, I thought uh, you know, he's really he he's he's got it. It's it's a man that's made in heaven, isn't it? He? It's between really, you know Ocean awesome Klopp, you know, we love him.
1: Uh, absolutely, I, th- I, think, I think it'd be a you know, miss a missive mis- to not to mention uh, obviously Gerard Uli in respect of yeah. passing away, which is a sad thing. Mm. But you know, two different types of people Gerard Uli and um, Klopp. But the one thing Gerard Uli, I thought, in my own opinion, brought back, he brought back the pride to the club when right. he came the manager. He kicked out all the so called champagne, not so much champagne, Charles, yeah. it was actually Paul Lynch. He thought they were best than what they were. And so, you know, Gerard Uli. Had a, had a great hand in turning this club around. It's not so where it is now because Klopp's it yeah. to another level. But, you know, Gerard Ule was, was loved by the fans. You know, obviously it, it ended the way it did. But, he, you know, you can't underestimate what he's done for this club as well.
3: Well, 2000, 2001, dude, uh, yeah. that's one of the greatest seasons. One of the best seasons. years you've ever no. had in your life. Yeah. I was following this club. You yeah. know, we've had some great seasons, haven't we? But yeah. Yeah. that, for me, that was, that that was, was top of all, you, that one, money. Hey, every game, you yeah. couldn't yeah. wait.
2: The Alavés thing was on not long ago. It was repeated on telly yeah, It's just an yeah. incredible, incredible. Final. All right, we'll just leave it. We'll leave it with that. But we come full circle talking about Klopp. It's nice to round it off with Klopp here, isn't it? Yeah. It wasn't so long ago. The Klopp was making the Liverpool team walk to the to Liverpool fans. It was against West Brom, wasn't it? West Brom, to yeah. applaud, the, right, to yeah. applaud the fans. He got a bit of stick for it. People going, ah, what are you doing that for? You got to draw against West Brom. But well, isn't it a lovely full circle to come four points clear at the top of the Premiership after winning the thing after thirty years, and we go to West Brom. We, we invite West Brom to us. He hasn't come. To, he hasn't done too bad, pal. has he,
0: he's done. You know, I mean, it's 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 unimaginable. We all thought we were all hoping that he he would do similar to what he did at Dortmund. And break that mold of Bayern Munich, but you know, he's been absolutely fantastic. You know, it, it's and even a sports personality the year that you just knew he wasn't going to say the wrong thing, oh. you knew he was going to say the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. you knew he was going to make a ticket being in Manchester, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, yeah. just imagine that you know, even 10 years ago, that you know, to be a Liverpool manager like you know, laughing in Manchester. You know, it's 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 one of those. You know, it was unthinkable at the time, wasn't it? Yeah. Because yeah. United was such a power, and you thought, well, that, that can you know, when we had a certain manager and we had Hicks and Gillette, you know. So it's only ten years ago, really. It's and you know that five-year period from when he came in 2015, it's just a total transformation, a total. Well, transformation.
2: When my- well, I, I think it was Brendan Rodgers had a five-year plan, didn't he? Well, f- well, I mean,
0: yeah.
2: Klopp's just tore that up and threw it out the window, didn't he? It's been extraordinary. Listen, we'll have to leave it there, boys, but...
0: That's me very oh, Christmassy, Neil. That's I know. have
2: you know. got my, <laughs> uh, my sleigh bells are in the wash.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought Mono was going to give us come all ye faithful. Well, uh...
1: well we're saving that for uh, West Brom. <laughs> yeah, let <laughs> All right, listen, John...
2: Uh, John Nicholson, Steeman, and Peter Newton, Keith Colvin. Thanks very much, lads. It's been a pleasure job, to be part of it. Very part- Christmas to everyone. Stay safe. Stay safe, and
3: stay uh, have safe. a good oh, oh,
4: one.
3: Joyful, Joyful and figures and so
0: oh,
4: everyone.
0: Come, come and behold with the kings of your <laughs> Oh, com come, com come, com come let us adore Oh, com come let us adore Oh, come let us adore can you also tune that please
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> you've been listening to the Ali La Rouge podcast on the blood red
2: channel